Hello again, my name is William Toady, uh, retired Navy captain, former CEO of USS Indianapolis, former CEO of Spartan Corporation, and my book is From CEO to CEO, A Practical Guide for Transitioning from Military to Industry Leadership. And today we're going to be talking about Chapter 12 of my book titled A Capstone for Your Career. So let's get on it. I opened chapter 12 with one of those silly stories that I was told in my transition class that kind of missed the point and proved how kind of out of touch they were from reality. One of the stories I was told was that transitioning military officers in particular only spent about two years on average in their first job after they left the military. And while that factoid might be true, it misses the point. The point is this. If people do leave after two years, it's because they were either going to get fired or they were thinking they were going to get fired or they took the wrong job because they didn't do the things that I suggest you should do before you pick your first job. In other words, that they didn't do the things I talk about in the book. Unlike the military, the culture in industry is not an up or out culture. In other words, you don't have to get promoted to keep your job. We talk about the military as the world's best meritocracy. But let's face it, if you have to wait to get promoted behind some other guy, simply because he's been in the Marine Corps longer than you have, that's not a meritocracy, that's a bureaucracy. In industry, it's not like that. You'll get promoted when there's an opportunity and when you are ready. That could be six months, it could be six years, it could be never. But let me tell you, if you change jobs after two years, the new company you go to, you're going to be starting all over again. My suggestion to you is when you take that first job out of the military, you go in with the mindset that you're going to be there for at least five years. It takes time for you to learn skills, begin to contribute, and then provide that return on the investment the company has made in you that I spoke about in an earlier chapter. So you really do need to think about the long-term effects. And regardless of whether what they tell you in your transition class, don't assume that you're gonna be leaving a short while after you take that job. Usually when that happens, it's due to failure, not success. The next thing I talk about in the chapter is getting promoted. and. I do want to say that the opportunity for promotion in industry is wonderful. I was promoted into my first vice president job only about two years after entering industry, which was a little bit scary, put in charge of a billion dollar plus business with thousands of employees. But let me also tell you that there are plenty of people who transition out of the military industry and 30 years later, they're pretty much doing the same job. Again, there is no up or out culture. If that's what you want to do, if that's what makes you happy, then that's great. You can do it. If you want to get promoted a little bit more aggressively than that, 
and you have the potential and the drive and you demonstrate the ability, I guarantee you're going to be able to find a great opportunity in industry as well. Three factors will be in play that will affect your ability to get promoted in industry. Acceptability, visibility, and sponsorship. Acceptability. Have you demonstrated by means of training, talent, and temperament that you're ready for that new job? Can people see you in that position? The second one is visibility. Do people notice you? Have they observed that you're doing a great job and you're ready for that promotion? And the third one is sponsorship. Is there somebody out there pulling for you, hopefully in a position of authority, who thinks you're ready now for increased responsibility? And as important, are there any detractors out there that are arguing against you? That will be in effect as well. You've got to make sure you minimize the opportunity for people to argue that you are not ready. In the chapter, I do provide a list of 16 things you can do to improve your opportunity for advancement. And it's a very complete list. But the most important of these, prove your value. And that will take both learning and time. When you've demonstrated your value to the company, you've got the current job in the can, then that's when people are gonna start thinking that you're ready for the next step. One of the other things I recommend you doing is when you first join your company, spend most of your time listening. And I'm talking about months. Listen for months before you speak up and try to change things. Make sure you understand the environment, the dynamics, frankly, the politics of the situation before you engage. Learn, learn, learn. How you approach the promotion opportunity is also important. Rather than saying, hey, I'd like to be considered for that job, take it as a learning opportunity and ask the question, what would I need to do to be competitive for that job? That way you can demonstrate the fact that you are ambitious without putting that ambitious too far forward and being in their face with it. And understand that some companies do have a mandatory retirement age, and often that age is 65. What that means is if the company wants its leaders to be in a position for some period of time to provide stability, there's going to be a point at which you're not going to be considered for promotion because you won't have enough time in the promoted position to provide the kind of stability the company wants to have before you get put in a forced retirement situation. So again, I provide a, a means of trying to project forward and backing out from that mandatory retirement date and trying to figure out where you need to be at which point in your career in order to get where you want to be before it's too late and you're forced to retire. And it's important that you do this kind of calculus so that you understand what is and is not in the art of the possible as you progress through your career. In the chapter, I also deal with matters of personal finance so that you can gain some financial security so that when you retire the second time, and from a financial standpoint, you are where you need to be. So the chapter deals with things like life insurance, long-term care insurance, how to invest for retirement in a qualified sense, using, leveraging your employer's retirement accounts, uh, umbrella insurance, how to look at your mortgage timeline so you retire the second time relatively debt-free, how to build an emergency cash fund, other things like that. I suggest that even if you benefit from significantly improved compensation in your second career, 
Remember that concept that I talked about? It's possible to double your pay in a day if you add your retirement pay to your second career compensation. You ought to maintain your current lifestyle, same as you did on active duty, for a minimum of five years. And take that difference in pay and invest it to build a reasonably solid nest egg you can fall on. Remember, there's potential for financial instability when you leave the military because companies go out of business, competitions are lost, people lose their job for whatever reason. And you need to build that financial stability in the short term and even greater stability for when you retire in the long term. And the book talks about different ways to do that. And lastly, it deals with your physical health. When you're no longer required to do mandatory PT, are you gonna let your physical well-being degrade to the point where, look, you're in good financial condition, but some lifestyle-induced disease occurs which doesn't allow you to enjoy the financial security you've worked all these years to build? That is chapter 12, and chapter 12 is actually the last chapter of the book. But I do have some bonus material. There's an epilogue and an appendix. The epilogue is titled The Long Road to CEO, and the appendix is titled The Permanent Demise of Temporariness. And so I'll cover those in the next podcast. See you then. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.